Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, Sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about? It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. We sit here on the eve of another beautiful English County Championship season and today we are going to break down and preview Division 1. I'm Rob, one half of Leading Edge Cricket, joined by the co-host of the show, Rich. Hey Rob, what's going on? I'm doing good, my friend. Yourself? Yeah, good man. Good. Ready for some cricket and wouldn't you know it, we're starting to get a little bit of rain, a little bit of dark skies. It knows cricket's around the corner. It's, it's the done thing, man. Club cricket in England was always never play in April because it always rains. And but is there anything better? Is there anything better than a few beers sat at Trent Bridge or an equivalent county ground watching county championship cricket pass away for the day? We do not think so. There are a few of us that think that probably there is things better than that now if you're a cricket cricket fan. Twenty twenty. And there's even some that think they can go even better than that, Rob, in the next couple of years in a different format. But like, let's not try and talk about that today. <laughs> let's not. I know I know for me, we spent many a good day at Trent Bridge over the years watching Jason Gallion, Martin Bicknell, <coughs> Kevin Peterson smashed the ball around Trent Bridge. And uh, yeah, it's, to me, it's still the one of the pinnacles that anyone will ever achieve in their career. Yes, there's the resurgence of, or the, or the surgence of white ball cricket around the world and all those contracts. But to me, first class cricket, test match cricket, give me four or five day cricket any single day of the week. 
Amen, brother. I'll go with that one as well. I just remember one thing for us. I mean, there's some good days at Trent Bridge, but I remember one just being able to move the square across. So in front of sort of the left of the pavilion, as you're looking out from the pavilion, I remember us just sitting on the grass because they pulled the boundary and just watching the game from the grass as if you were watching a club game. Perfect. That was beautiful. You, you can't do that at Trent Bridge or grounds like that anymore, but that was a lovely way to spend a sunny day. So anyway... Let's look at this summer, Rob. Let's, get, let's bring it on. Yeah, in fact, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a curveball in here, Rich, and we've just been <sighs> talking about it, and it's it's kind of touching on this year, but it's kind of touching on the future of the county championship oh, and the 2020 it's restructure. It's got to be done, hasn't it? That's the problem. We cannot look at this year without looking at next year, and the reason for that is they're going to have a rejig. They're going to switch it over. At the moment, it's eight teams in Division One, ten teams in Division Two, but next year they're switching it over. So it's going to be a ten-team Division One. So only one team is going to be relegated this season. And then next year, obviously, it's going to be uh, eight in Division 2. So that means three teams will be promoted. Great year to uh, to be in Division 2, isn't it? You've got every chance of getting yourself back in that top flight. Um, ECB say the restructuring will give an appropriate increase in security to Division 1 teams and increased opportunity to, to Division 2 sides, with a smaller percentage being relegated to a higher proportion besides getting promoted. Now, what's going to happen going forward? I assume they're going to continue with that. So it will be one coming down and three going up. But I don't know. This is all we know for now, but we assume that's going to be the case. And I've already mentioned it once nearly, and I'll mention it again nearly. But there is something else that's going to impact county cricket and the championship next summer, and that is the 100. Mm. We are definitely not going to talk about this today. Go away, you horrible little brat. <laughs> um, but we're, we're focusing on the on the glorious, the glorious four-day championship cricket, Rob. So... Okay, so there's eight teams in Division 1, ten teams in Division 2. Next year, yes. three teams go up, one team go down, so it goes to a 10-8 and eight structure. And yep. is it a one-season a one deal, or is it the following season it goes to a 12-team structure and a 7-team structure, eventually you've got one oh, team playing by itself? Yeah, of course, yeah. That's what I'm trying to make out. I don't know. This is the point. They've not really explained it very well. So you've got to assume they'll obviously rejig it for next year after this, so they're just straining it out this year, but... Maybe it goes to a two and two. Who knows? But I just thought it'd be quite funny if we just carried on being three and one. Yeah, yeah. I, think keeps, I like the idea of that. Yeah, it keeps working its way like through. Um, w- w- one thing here. So you've, you've got an eight and ten structure, and then you go into a ten and eight structure. Why, oh, why, oh, why are there not just nine teams in the top division and nine teams in, in the second division? Um... <laughs> I don't, Anyone I, have the answer? I don't know. It just seems like the most obvious thing. If you're going to have two divisions, just split them in two. Nine teams in one, nine teams in the other. Yeah. I like more then, teams playing top-level cricket, but you obviously at some point turned around and said, you know what, 18 teams in the league is too many. Where do you draw the line? 10 and 8? Oh, yeah, we want a few more oh, teams in first-team cricket. We'll go to a six, uh, 12 and 6. So, you know, Interesting. I think we've found the Rob Grant, haven't we, already? Jeez, here's me thinking we're going to look ahead to County Championship and look at all the teams for this year. And instead, it's Rob on his, uh, on his rocker now, isn't he? So, are you all right? Are you okay? Yeah. I've, just woke, I've woke up on the wrong system? side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ready for the Marvel launch. That's what it is. I'm getting my inner Hulk ready. <laughs> I love it. Love it. So, yeah, I, it's all odd. Answers on the postcards for anyone that doesn't know why it has to be a 10 8 8 10. It can't be a 9 9. What about promoting a couple more minor counties? Make it a 10-10, Rob. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love, I'd love fluid promotion through the minor counties and scrap the minor oh. county name like they are and just have four divisions, you know, and, and progressive cricket. I think you'd like to see a club team be promoted to county, but I'm not quite sure that's how it works. I would love it. I've played on many a good ground that's 
that's uh, the, the groundsman is the local sheep. I think that'll be interesting cricket. So the best place to get stuck in is what went off in the league last year, especially against our predictions, Rich, and who is going to be in the league this year. And then what we're going to do from there is break it down team by team all the way through and give our predictions on the year. Yeah, definitely. So predictions probably aren't worth much after looking at what we predicted last year. Uh, but let's have a look. Division one in uh, the county championship. So Surrey were the, the champions. Uh, 254 points. They cruised away from Somerset, yet to um, yet to open their account in championship uh, titles, aren't they? Essex, 2017 champions. They finished third. Yorkshire, fourth. Hampshire, fifth. Knox, sixth. Stayed up by the absolute skin of the teeth over Lancashire. Same amount of points, but it was the... Uh, I can't even remember what it was now, but who cares? Knox stayed up. Lancashire went down. Yeah. Um, and Worcestershire finished bottom, so they were straight back down, the new yo-yo side. Looking at our predictions, Rob, we got one prediction correct, and that was Worcestershire to finish eighth out of the eight. Not bad. Uh, we predicted Lancashire for the title, and they got relegated <laughs> in seven. So the only other one... No, actually, I tell a lie. We got another one right. Yorkshire in fourth place is where we got that. So that's pretty good. And, the, and an honourable mention to get in Essex in third when we said second. But it was sixth place and seventh place in our predictions that won the league and finished second. So maybe we'll be better this year. I don't think we will, but that's where we uh, predicted. And yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I, the one I'm going to touch on in that league is Lancashire getting relegated was, was a massive shock to us all. They really, <laughs> really struggled because that team when we went through it was legit. And the other one was Nottinghamshire. They were really saved by that incredible early season form. They won heaps of games, I think three or four games at the start of the season and then never really won a game for the rest of the season. But they did enough early doors and it's the course of a 14-game season that dictates relegation and promotion. Exactly, exactly. Lancashire, we're going to get to them shortly. Lancashire still have an excellent squad. That is not a Division 2 squad, and you'd have to expect, spoiler alert, that they're going to come back up as champions. But we will get to that shortly. We will. So where are we going to start off today, Rich? Are we going bottom to top, or are we going alphabet? We are alphabetising the order today, Rob. Let's do it. Let's shake things up. Let's get on with it. So starting with the alphabet from A to Z, we are going to start with letter number E. It is Essex. They finished third <laughs> last season in Division 1. I felt like I was breaking into song then, Rich. I just like the fact there was letter number. Was it number? I can't remember <laughs> how you said it now. But it A to Z, anyway. starting with letter number E. <laughs> That's the one. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I am Essex all over this. is where we begin. This is where we begin. Third place finishing last year. Coach Anthony McGraw. We all remember Anthony McGraw. Captain, the carefully pronounced Ryan Tenderscarta, or not Tendersharter. Um, they have Peter Siddleback, massive signing for them mm. this year. They've got a couple of T20 signings, Mohamed Amir and Adam Zampa, but we're not going down that route today. Um, Jack Plom comes in, Cam Delport as well as a T20 guy who's coming in this year. Out, James Foster, he has retired. Uh, and they also released uh, Matt Dixon, Callum Taylor and Asher Zaidi. Um, 2017 champions, as we've already said, they went undefeated that year, but last year... Um, when they become the team to beat, they had the target on the back. They did find life a lot tougher, Rob. Um, big challenge from this year, I'd say. But they, uh, the bowling attack first off, Siddle, Jamie Porter, um, Sam Cook, Simon Harmer. That's going to be big. That's going to be huge for them. And there's a huge name in the batting lineup as well. At the top of the card, Sir Alistair Cook is going to be available again. And if he finds form at the top of the order, he will be um, in, well, just un incredible, won't he? I nearly invented a new word. That's how good he's going to be. Um, there's also got the likes of Nick Brown, Varon Chopper and Tom Wesley at the top of that order. Lots of players with either England aspirations or obviously in Wesley's case, played for England. So that's a lot of talent there. There's obviously other players in the squad we'll talk about in a minute, Rob, but that's where Essex lie. 
What do you reckon? Pick the bones out. Oh, really strong, mate. That bowling unit. Now, they might potentially lose Peter Siddle towards the back end of the season for the Ashes, but Siddle... Harmer, 57 wickets last year. Jamie Porter, England aspirations. He got 70-odd the year before, 58 last year. And also, there's Matt Coles and his, you know, he's kind of a bit of a maverick, a bit out there. He gets in trouble a few times. He's a bit like the Jesse Ryder of the Essex team. <laughs> he's got the ability to, to change a game quite quickly, but the batting is where they failed last year. So many of these big names that they got really, really struggled. Um, but this year, with Alistair Cook... Tom Wesley, you know, it seems a long time ago that he was in that England lineup. Surely it's time for him to start turning a corner and start scoring some runs for them. Dan Lawrence, we mentioned him in the uh, future England cricketers video that we did. He's in and around that team. And Nick Brown, Nick Brown, we were talking about as a potential replacement for Alistair Cook. Again, yeah, he was in the conversation, wasn't he? Yeah, he just kind of fell to the wayside. He didn't have his best year last year. But these are guys that are tried and tested at this level, can go and score runs. And you put the two together and you go, that's a really good batting lineup. That's a really good bowling lineup. They they have got to do better than last year. Yeah, and I expect they will do. Alistair Cook coming back is going to be incredible. There was a little bit of talk. I think it's just media chat, isn't it, about what about a recall for the Ashes? No, no, no. I don't think that's the way to go. He's going to be a key player, Rob. Um, would you agree, Jamie Porter, Simon Harmer, probably another couple of key players? I think Simon Harmer, in all forms of cricket, 106 wickets in the calendar year last year, uh, 2018. Wow. Just unreal. I, I can't see past those, that trio as being any, you know, anyone else being more key to the uh, to the the, the uh, outlook for Essex in the coming year. No, it's it's possibly the best. Before we start breaking down the the bowling quartets around the league, you are going to be far stretched to try and find a more consistent performer and set of players than, than those four in the bowling unit, mate. They are incredible. 100%. We're also, we're good, so we, for each team, we're going to have a look at the key players who we think are going to be the, the star men for each team and the up-and-coming, a batter and a bowler. Give or take, we might tweak it a little bit here and there, but a batter and a bowler, who's the up-and-coming players, Rob? You've mentioned Dan Lawrence, and I think we have to go with him with a bat. Would you agree? Yeah, he's a, he's a class act. For, he's only 21 years old, but he's come through their system under 13s, 14s, 15s, 17s, 19s. Essex second team, Essex first team, 55 first class appearances in 20, in his 21 years of old, mate. 37 batting average, eight centuries to his name, and scored 50 in the MCC versus Surrey game. Big things should come from this fella. There's a lot of talk around one or two other uh, up and coming players, the likes of Joe Clark and others, but Dan Lawrence is a name we all need to keep an eye on. Um, another name, a cook, not quite as famous as the, the Sir at the top of the order, but we have Sam Cook. Brilliantly nicknamed Little Chef in the dressing room. <laughs> He's a bowler with some talent. 27 wickets last year at just about 25. This guy could uh, could make a bit more of a name for himself as well. If he gets inside into that uh, bowling lineup, there's going to be huge competition at the start of the year and uh, as they go forward. So, yeah, I, what do you reckon, Rob? Huge prediction this year. I, you know, It's got to be a title challenge, hasn't it? Got um, to be. Got or, to or be. Or do you go... Do you say they do any you know, do one better? Yeah. Oh yeah, they've, they've got to be right up there, mate. They've got to be in the title contention. The batting is strong. They're going to be relying on Sir Alistair Cook for runs, and what a guy to have come in and play a year of county cricket full time for you, mate. They're, I think they're spoiled, and they'll, they'll definitely be up there in contention, top one, two, or three. So next on the list, we have got Hampshire, which finished fifth in the county championship last year and looking to go slightly better this year. 
Yeah, a pretty middle-of-the-road finish for a pretty middling side last year. Um, coach this year, Adrian Burrell, ex-Island coach. That's an interesting one. People need to have a little bit of a look into who that chap is. Uh, but that's an exciting appointment for them. They're supported by uh, Alfonso Thomas, he of early T20 fame, uh, Somerset bowler, wasn't he? And Jimmy Adams, the recently retired Jimmy Adams, he goes upstairs. He's got his uh, jogging bottoms on and he's helping the coaching. Captain James Vince, huge, huge summer ahead for James Vince. We will talk about that more in a moment. As for the overseas player, a little bit of a mess around for Hampshire. Now, it was all lined up for Dimuth Karuna Ratne, the, uh, the top 10 uh, world test player opening batsman from Sri Lanka. But that's fallen through because he's potentially going to be joining Sri Lanka in the World Cup. At this late stage, he could even be captain. Who knows? Um, Aidan Marker, what a replacement. The South African opener. Huge, huge fans of his on this podcast, aren't we, Rob? We so definitely that's going to be are. a really, really big signing for them. We might even see Dale Stain later in the summer, who played last year. So Inder's done a nice bit of business here. Keith Barker from Warwickshire, I believe also ex-Rochdale footballer, Rob. Nailed it. Love it, love it, love it. Up the Dale. Nice. Anna and Donald's come across from Glamorgan and James Fuller from Middlesex, who was absolutely on fire at the start of last season. Harry Kane has also arrived at Hampshire. Um, outs have said Jimmy Adams has retired. Sean Irvin has also retired. And then there's also been a few release. Uh, Asher Hart, Reese Topley, um, Calvin Dickinson, Chris Soul, and obviously the Karina Ratney deal fell through. Now, looking at this team, Rob, um, fifth place finish in the last two seasons, but James Vince has got to be hoping to compete at the top this year. Um he will be hoping, and not just for the team, but himself. Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E. But Planet Fitness has the cure. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Join the judgment-free zone today. Deal extended to Wednesday, April 12th. See Home Club for details. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah. You will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at Body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. He has just been announced, or he's come out and said that basically Ed Smith, the England selector, has advised him that his chance to get back in the England team is to bat higher, not lower. So he will be opening the batting for Hampshire this year. In the piece we wrote, we put on the website, we spoke about who might be the potential openers for England this year. Go and take a look at that. James Vince is one of the names we picked up on that. We just had a feeling that the England selectors like him more than they probably should. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, the Colpack duo of Riley Russo and Kyle Abbott will be key this year alongside the ex-West Indian quick Fidel Edwards. Um, plenty with the ball as well, you've got to agree. Haven't you? Keith Barker and Fuller coming, and that's a deep bowling rank. Um, James Vince, Sam Northeast, key with the bat, but they're going to, you know, they just look at one of those squads that just we need someone to step up. 
come out of the pack, really, if we want to consider this team to be anything other than mid-table. Yep, I, I agree with you there, mate. Their, their strength is definitely the bowling lineup. Fidel Edwards was on fire last year at the start of the season, swinging the ball around bloody corners, 54 wickets at an average of 26. And Kyle Abbott, a cold pack. How many cold packs are there in the English game at the moment? Again, 50-odd <laughs> wickets for him. Those two led this attack, but led it very, very well. But with the bat is where they had those problems. James Vince, the only player other than Hashim Amla to average over 40 on the season. And on one hand, you can count the players that averaged over 30. So they really do need people like Sam Northeast, who is, he's got a name for himself, but he's lacked runs in the last few years. He only scored 450 county championship runs at an average of 25 last year. So he really needs to come to the party. I love that saying. And go and score runs. But they will lean on James Vince at the top of the order. We should have a sweepstake on how many times he's going to be caught at slip. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he, he might go ahead and score runs in the county championship. It was just when he pots that England jumper on that uh, he enjoys a bit more nicking off. North East is an interesting one, isn't he? Because he was the huge signing last summer. Yeah, uh, or pre-season last summer, uh, but he's just not quite done it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I struggle with this side. I, I can't really place what I think they're going to be doing. Um, you, Kyle Abbott, you, Fidel Edwards, you, James Vince, key key players. I think you know if you want to add any, Rob, just throw them in there. But I think they're going to be the key players this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I struggle with these. Where to place them, Rob? Yeah, it is a difficult one, but they do come in. In decent form, and it's a it's a strange one. English cricket, the fact that they go and play the university teams sometimes I've not quite got my head around. But in March, they turned up. Sam Northeast got a hundred in the middle order. James Vince got one hundred and thirty nine opening batting. Liam Dawson got runs. Keith Barker got runs. And then bowling wise, they looked strong. Fidel Edwards with wickets. Liam Dawson with wickets. The the bowling attack early season, Rich. I'm going to make a call. Is going to win them games because it is a yeah. very good bowling attack. And Abbott. Um, and Fidel Edwards are going to take wickets. I think it's when they come back after that break, they are going to be struggle, and they're going to be down in and around that relegation zone for me. Yeah, no, that sounds right. It sounds right to me. Up and coming players, uh, Anwin Donald has come across from Glamorgan. He's still a young fella, opening batsman, or at least a top order batsman. Um, double centurion in 2016 at the age of 19. So he's only, only 21, 22 years old, isn't he? Um, he's a player that we probably need to keep an eye on. I know Glamorgan will be very disappointed that they've lost him. Um, with the ball, that's a little bit more of a tricky one for Hampshire, up-and-coming player. Kyle Abbott's probably a known quantity. James Fuller, we don't know as much about him, but he's a, he's not a, not a young fella. There is one player in this squad, Rob, and I don't know if we could call him up-and-coming because he's close seems to have dropped back down again, but Mason Crane is still in this squad. Wow. Can he start to fulfil some of that potential that got him in England cap a couple of years ago? Wow, it, it does seem a long time ago that Mason Crane, who shares my birthday as well, I'm just putting that out there, Actually wow. played a test match for England. It was 2018. 2018 down in Sydney. Um, but the young lad, he's only 22 years old, Rich, but still only played 32 first-class games, 77 wickets at an average of 46. So there's potential there, but it's a hard road being a spinner in English conditions, especially being a leg spinner in English conditions. Um he needs faith shown in him, and he needs to be thrown the ball, and I'm not sure how much cricket he's going to get early season during some of these seeming wicket periods. No, he's got Liam Dawson in the squad as well, so that's going to be a tough one to, to get ahead. But Mason Crane, we will keep an eye on him. Um, middling, middling again, This is, I think we're going to see a third year of fifth place. That's going to be my, uh, my prediction for Hampshire this year. Next up, Rich, in the alphabet, we have Kent. Finished second in Division 2 last year, newly promoted and hosting our favourite, Daniel Beldrummond. Hi, Daniel. 
Yes, they are. We are still aboard the Belgian train, aren't we? Yes, they did. They got promoted as runners-up last year. A big surprise, I would say. I don't think many people had money on Kent coming up a second. We probably did not, but we'll get to that in a bit. So, coach Matt Walker, he's still around. Captain Sam Billings. I'm starting to warm to Sam Billings. I'm reading more about him, hearing more what, he say, what he's got to say. He's a, he's a maturing player. He's with the IPL, obviously, so the start of the season is going to be a little bit disjointed, but he will be back and he will be important. Overseas players, this is a good sign in my book. Matt Renshaw, the Australian batsman. Um, they have a couple of T20 players. It's worth just mentioning. Mohamed Nabi and Adam Milne, they'll be around the county at some point. It's always worth mentioning these as well because you never know what might happen. It might be an in injury to Renshaw and suddenly they give a contract to one of these T20 guys. So that's why we mentioned them. Yeah. Um, Matt Milne from Nottinghamshire. Um, uh, well, we know his dad, don't we? <laughs> we, do. <laughs> we played with his dad when we were young. So that's why we like to see um, here we talk about Matt Mills and... Uh, Hope he does really well this year. He's moved across from Knott's, and I really hope this will be a good opportunity for him. Fred Clarson comes in from the Netherlands. Um, Jordan Cox, obviously Matt Renshaw is both in as well. The outs, Will Gidman, he's moved on. James Treadwell and Matt Hunt, they have all retired. Um, newly promoted, as we say, they were going to be looking, they really are going to be hoping to kind of take last year's form, aren't they, into top flight. But main aim has to be to not be the one team relegated. Um, squad on paper doesn't look the strongest, but a, a lot's going to depend on, obviously, the Aussie owner, Matt Renshaw and Daniel Bell Drummond. Um, do they have enough with the ball? Matt Henry last year was unbelievable, Rob. Yeah. Um, 172 wickets, 427? I don't know. It's a ridiculous figure, wasn't it? Um, but this year, when you look through their bowling lineup, it's a huge opportunity for a Milne, for example. But it's also an opportunity for the likes of Ivan Thomas, Harry Podmore, or also Grant Stewart, 25 year old Australian with an Italian passport. That's what we like in county cricket. Right. Um, who's going to step up? Who's going to lead? It's all to be played for for Kent, but uh, a tough year ahead, I, I would imagine. Yeah, they, they were an interesting one last year, Rich, because they never scored any runs all season, yet still won games. It's it's quite incredible. The interview we had with Daniel Beldrum, and go check it out on our YouTube page or iTunes. He spoke quite candidly about the batting struggles that this team have had, but they were carried so much by this bowling unit. Matt Henry, 83 wickets at an average of 15. Darren Stevens. Now, the old Wiley player, I think he's 40-41. He's still going strong bowling his English diddly-dobblies. But 42 wickets, I'm saying 42 wickets, 42 wickets in average of 19. Ties up and end all day. Harry Podmore, 43 wickets. The bowling unit is really strong, Rich. The batting unit has got work to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends really. Because on paper, I'd say that the, the batsmen look as strong as, you know, Bell Drummond there at the top. You've got Renshaw, you've got Heino Kuhn, who was probably the signing of the summer last year. And you've also got an up-and-coming, which we'll talk about in a minute, spoiler, Zach Crawley. So there is play, there are players there, Darren Stevens, obviously, still. But the bowling, whilst it looks, you know, some good stats and players did come through, we've got to see somebody to step up and be the leader of the attack. And when you've got a Matt Henry uh, taking wickets left, right and centre, he probably could have ran in and just bowled one through his legs or something and he still take, took <laughs> wickets last year. Who's going to be the guy that steps up and leads that attack? That's what mm. we need to see. Yeah, I just I I worry for them playing Division One cricket because there is a leap. There there is a a huge leap in talent between Division Two and Division One consistency and self belief that they're good enough to play at this level. And there's a few guys that really do need to go and score runs. Joe Denley is in this lineup. Rich, he's a man yeah. that needs to score runs to cement an Ashes berth. Now you could look at just Test match cricket and go, yeah, he's done enough to bat three. But I think there's quite a few guys in the county game that are thinking, if I have a good start to the season, I'm going to be in contention. And Joe Denley is part of that conversation. 
Yeah, he's, he's got to score runs. It's certainly not a guarantee, is it? If he starts the summer well, he has got every chance, but he has to start well. Um, Daniel Beldrum, we spoke about him at length, it feels now on this podcast. He's got to be a key player this year. He is going to be somebody I think is going to really, really step up and uh, embrace the first division bowling. Um, we've said before, one of the reasons I really like him is because when I've seen him play against good opposition, he steps up. So that's what I'm expecting. Um, Harry Podmore as well. I think that's with the ball. That's the man we're expecting to be a key player this year, Rob. Yeah, yeah, he is. And you, you touched on some of the young players as well, Rich. So Zach Crawley, 21-year-old, Kent-born, come through the youth ranks, averaging 30. Love it. But he does have a county championship century to his name um, and had a pretty decent season last year for them in, in a struggling team. He went and played in all 14 games, got 168 in one game, 755 runs in a team that didn't score any runs. Is not a bad return. It'll be interesting to see how he can go against greater opposition. Yeah, 100%. And with the ball, that's our up-and-coming, Rob, isn't it? Zach Crawley with the bat, but with the ball, I think we've got to go. Matt Milnes, haven't we? We've got to put some faith in the man, and he's going to make the step up, and he's going to be someone to watch with the ball this year. Mm. Yep, got to be. Got to be in and around the conversation. Now, he did play in the Kent versus Loughborough MCCU game. I don't know why they get all these random letters at the end of the name. Um, But he, he was there. He did have a ball. He picked up. Three for 95. Now, slightly expensive going at 4.3 and 8 and over, but the most wickets for the Kent team as well. But SR Dickinson Rich went mm-hmm. and scored 100, opening the batting for Kent. Sean Dickinson, 27 year old Transvaal Colpack player, averages 36 in first class cricket. So he looks like he's going to be the man at the top of the order, opening with Zach Crawley, with Daniel Bell Drummond at number three. No, we will see. We'll see how things shake out. But I would say that's a bit of a mistake if they do go in with that. But maybe that, that's what Daniel Beldrummond needs. This England lineup, they don't worry about where you play for your county. As long as you're scoring runs, they'll crowbar you in somewhere. Next up in the alphabet, Rich, we have our hometown, our home city, our home boys. Nottinghamshire finished sixth last year, stayed up by the skin of the teeth. They did, they did, they did. And it's such a shame because they started so well. We had the optimism. Uh, but that team is a lot different to what this Nottinghamshire team is this year, Rob. Peter Moores is still at the helm. Uh, Stephen Mullaney is still captain. Um, overseas, um, James Pattinson, it was a late decision, wasn't it? But James Pattinson has come back and he was sensational when he was here previously. Uh, Dan Christian, he seems to have played for knots for years now. He's coming back for the T20 and he's been awesome. Um, but yeah, James Pattinson, wow, you know, can't wait for that. He's just won yeah. the Sheffield Shield with Victoria, so can't wait for him to get going. Um, the signings, really, these were done last year, um, but they were confirmed over the summer, weren't they? Ben Duckett from Northamptonshire, he's already hit the ground running, hasn't he, against um, was it Cambridge University. Ben Slater from Derbyshire, Zach Chappell from Leicestershire, and Joe Clark from Worcestershire. That is an exceptional four signings. Uh, young, English, talented, love it. Out goes Ricky Vessels, he's been at Knotts for a number of years, a great, great servant. Uh, but he moves to Worcester. A bit of a swap deal with Joe Clark. Billy Root has moved on to Glamorgan. Matt Milnes, as we said, gone to Kent. Ben Kitt was released. And Will Frain, who we had on a contract last year, he's gone across to his home county of Yorkshire. So, not, they definitely, definitely found it tough, Rob. I think we can all agree with that. Um, runners up in Division 2, weren't they, to get promoted the year before. It's, just, it's a really tough one for, for how we looked at them last season. But I think we just need to kind of wipe the slate clean because... the you know, they should be aiming for t- to challenge for honours this year. Now, it yeah. might come in the white ball, but it might come in the county. Joe Clark, Ben Duckett. There are no, there's no, you know, there's not a better, um, there's no better individuals. I'm going to say no better double acts, really, of, of young batters than those guys. But we should, they could be really knocking on the door for England. So 
that's a huge one. Uh, likes of Zach Chappell and Paul Coughlin, all-rounders, bowlers that really could make a name for themselves. Zach Chappell bowls quick while Coughlin missed the whole of last season um, with a uh, with a shoulder, wasn't it? A dislocated shoulder. He sustained playing for the England Lions. He was a, a darling of the Lions, and he was a yeah. real up-and-coming player. So we, I, I think people have probably forgot what we have with him. Uh, but it's a young squad, so we're going to be looking to the likes of Nash, Chris Nash, Samit Patel, etc., and Mullaney to really guide this team through. But uh, I'm optimistic. Very optimistic, mate. And led by Stephen Mullaney, who's one of the finest out there. He's, he's 32, but he's one of those players that's... He was a good white ball cricketer, but he's matured as a county cricketer over the years and really come a, a, a leader amongst men in this Notts dressing room. So he, he's going great guns. But the Notts team, it speaks volumes that they did their their work and their signings towards the end of last year and then they've not touched it this season, mate. They are very happy yeah. with the squad that they have built. And James Pattinson, I'm going to start with James Pattinson because I don't know if you saw the highlights of this. I watched the highlights of the Sheffield Shield final. He was superb. Him and Peter Siddle for Victoria were outstanding, mate. He got four for 41 and three for 30 in the contest. He's a world-class bowler. And you're having someone like him coming in and bowl on a green seamer in <laughs> early April for a few weeks. I uh, I am very, very happy with what this bowling lineup is starting to look like for the Nottinghamshire team. Throw in that Stuart Broad will be playing in there as well, Rich. Jake Ball will be around. Luke Fletcher will be doing Luke Fletcher type things for a long time. Harry Gurney obviously won't be bowling anymore in first class cricket. He'll be missed, but as a white ball cricketer, he's great. But it gives opportunities to the guys like Luke Ward and... Um, people like that who deserve an opportunity and are probably good enough to take that step up now. Yeah, the squad's getting some depth to it as well, isn't it? I mean, that bowling, that's just ridiculous when you reel off all those players. Uh, Luke Wood, just worth mentioning, he's popped across to Northampton for the first couple of games of the season on loan. Yeah, Gurney definitely will be a miss. Uh, it should be mentioned as well, Alex Hales is still on a white ball contract and so not still don't have him to, uh, to fall back on. Um, yeah, it looks a really, really good squad. You've mentioned Mullaney. Mullaney is absolutely key to this squad. It'll be interesting to see where he slots in the batting lineup. He obviously was an opener at points last season, but with the uh, kind of reinvention at the top of the order, isn't it, with Ben Duckett and Ben Slater, it's going to be interesting. Chris Nash looked like he was slotting in at number three. We will see. Um, Joe Clark, cannot wait to see him get it up and running uh, yeah. for Knox. Paul Coughlin, especially. And then Jake Ball and Luke Fletcher. I think there's going to be a good rotation in the bowlers, and that's exactly what you need for these big boys when they come trundling in. Yeah, it is. And in in the warm up game, Rich, they, they gave a bit of rotation into the batting lineup as well, which is quite interesting. So Ben Slater and Ben Duckett, the Benny boys at the top, the pair of Bens, Ben one, mm. Ben two, um, two hundred sixteen for Ben Duckett, one hundred thirty for Ben Slater. So. You know, if they're going to go and do that, I know this is against a university team. It is really, really exciting what they're going to do. But in the second innings, they gave Joe Clark and Tom Moores a run out at the top of the order as well. So I do think they'll go with a pair of Bens at the top. Yeah. But it's it's a good top six. The only one was Chris Nash last year came in with quite a bit of hoopla of being a really good player. And he has been a good county player for several years. Only averaged 22 last year, batting at number three. So he's the only one that I feel needs to step up in him. And prove himself again. It's a, it's a new club that he's at, really. He's only been there a season. And he needs to go and score some runs. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's probably one point you could look on that order and just say that's a question mark. But there's just depth everywhere else. We spoke about Coffin. We spoke about Chapel. Plenty, plenty of players are coming around. And yeah, I, I cannot wait to see how this Knotts team shakes out. Joe Clark is going to be absolutely key. Zach Chapel, I think, as an all-rounder, as the season goes on, is going to develop. 
they're the couple of up-and-coming players that I'm uh, predicting, Rob. And I think with the ball as well, I think we've got to mention Matt Carter, the young spinner. All he does is take wickets. He does. He does. They made a song about him, didn't they? All I do is win. All I do is take wickets, 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 wickets. I think that that was wrote about him. But he, he's a young lo- local boy, mate. Thirty-three wickets in his career, average of thirty-six. You put that on paper against Mason Crane, and you go, Matt Carter's the better player, just purely on paper. And he toured with the England Lions this year um, in India. So he's highly touted, highly thought of, and hopefully he will get some more opportunities later on in the season. Definitely. So, prediction, Rob, I predict this is going to be a title challenge, but the young squad may not quite have enough yet, yet, and I say yet again, to sustain it. But uh, but it would not surprise me if they give it a damn good run this year. I'd love to see them up right near the top. I think they're kind of middle of the pack sort of team for me. Maybe stretching into a third and fourth, but I'm not sure they're going to be right up there in the one and two. Yeah, I would agree. Like I say, I think it's, it's, they're going to go for a run. A challenge, but then I think he might just drop off as the year goes on. But uh, but definitely, definitely an exciting summer ahead at Trembridge. Very, very exciting. And talking of exciting, Rich, summer set up next in the alphabet. Finished second yes. last year. Still got Marcus Truscothic going strong. Everybody dreams about that Marcus Truscothic cover drive off the Australians in 2005 Ashes series. I feel like on the highlights, it's the only thing you see. <laughs> How are they shaping up this year? They're shaping up pretty good. Um, I'm not convinced by though. We predicted they were going to be relegated last year. They ended up finished second. Maybe they proved us wrong. Maybe they just got away with it for a year. Uh, who knows? Jason Kerr at the helm for these guys. Tom Abel captains once more. And they have Azar Ali, the Pakistani international, playing for them. Jerome Taylor coming over for the West Indies, uh, from the West Indies for the T20. Um, Jack Brook comes across from Yorkshire. Good signing. He'll be donning a slightly different colour headband this year. Uh, but he's <laughs> going to be steaming in still. Um, Finn Trenmouth has been released. Joanne Myberg uh, retired. And they also, it's worth mentioning, Matt Renshaw. He's obviously with Kent this year as an overseas player. But he did pretty well last year for Somerset. Um, so last year's runners-up, and they've been runners-up twice, Rob, in the last three years. So they really can't quite push it over the line to win their first championship. Uh, the skipper, Tom Abel, he had a pretty good 2018. Um, he became a real key piece of that lineup, and, but a lot will still depend, as we say, on the evergreen James, um, Marcus Triscoffic and James Hildreth. I nearly called him James Triscoffic. That's how long <laughs> they've been playing together. They are merging into one player. Azar Ali is going to be key as well with the bat. With the ball, we've mentioned Jack Brooks. Uh, but a stocked bowling department, Jamie and Craig Overton. Yeah. Um, they are potential, but they're probably getting on in age now. But they're, they're still looking for those guys to to kick on for them and really, really kind of make a name for themselves. Somerset, two spinners. They have the options. Two international spinners. Jack Leach, will he be playing for England in the summer in the Ashes? If he is, Don Best might get a chance again. Uh, but we shall see about that one. Um, it's a good squad. Uh, not the youngest looking squad, but uh, they're, they're definitely win win now mode. I would say so. They should be competing once again, Rob. They've they've got to be up there. I'm just going to say you've, you you've got Jack Leach, you've got Don Bess. If I was one of the other 17 counties, I would be looking at this going. That team doesn't need two spinners in that team. Surely I'm going to be trying to poach one of those spinners to come and play for my county. Yeah, definitely. And he, and he played, you know, with the ball, it wasn't maybe the answer for Notts. But with the bat, he showed a little bit for, for Notts. Did I just say Notts? Can't stop talking about Notts. Uh, for England. Uh, but Don Best, yeah, he, he showed a little bit with the bat. So he's a talented cricketer, isn't he? And he just needs that opportunity. The last thing he needs this summer is to be sat either carrying drinks or playing for the second team. He is. And it'll be interesting to see what happens to this team. Because there is a world, right, uh, where James Hildreth goes and smacks a... a 
800 runs at the start of the season and does get called up to England. Um, that is a possibility that something like that could happen. It probably won't. It probably won't. But he's him and Truscothic are class acts any division of cricket that they're playing in. It's good to see Tresco scoring runs in Division 1 like there's no tomorrow. Tom Abel... Very, very good player. Average 40 last year, 883 runs. They'll be hoping for more of the same from him. He's still only 25 years old, Rich. A career average of 30. So last year was a, a pretty much a career year and a breakout year for him with the bat. Yeah, definitely. And he, a lot's going to be asked of him again. Um, you just can't go, go past the Triscopic and Hildreth axis, can you, though, for what's key this year? Um, and obviously, Somerset are going to have to be replacing that sooner rather than later. Tom Abel is one of the young guys. And the fact that he's captain in, in a team with such experienced players and you know, like Vazar Ali and others says a lot about him as a player. And I think, even though he is captain, I think we have to put Tom Abel as our up-and-coming batsman uh, for Somerset. Do you have a bowler um, for Somerset as an up-and-coming, Rob, or would, would we have to say Don Bess? I think, I think you've got to go with Don Bess, mate. He's, he's only 21 years old. Two test matches for England. Three wickets at an average of 40. Average of 37 with the bat, he hit that incredible 50. Did take one for 159 against the MCC for Surrey in Dubai, so slightly worrying start to the season, but I wouldn't worry too much. The, the bowling lineup as a whole for this teammate is pretty good. You know, like you've said, you've got the two great spinners, Overton brothers. Now, I think it's safe to say that both of them are out of England contention at the moment, so you've got yeah. them for the whole season. Yeah. 26 wickets yeah. for Jamie last year, 37 wickets for, for Craig. They are, <laughs> they're, the, they're the best brothers playing in the league. <laughs> I reckon they've got to be, haven't they? Um, as for prediction, I can't, I can't really decide what I want with these guys. I look at this team, I read about them, I just think, I don't know how they can be second again. I don't know how they can compete at the top of the league again. But they probably will. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if they have a tough year and they have a fight on their hands. I don't think they'll go down, obviously, because there's only one going down. But I, I just cannot see them finishing second. But do you know what? Anything could, you know, anything could happen and it wouldn't surprise me this year in the Championship. Yeah, anything's possible, mate. I, mid-table-ish, I can't see them finishing in the top three or four unless Hildreth and Triscothic, who are two of the, the, the greater batsmen in the division, really just lead from the front. Exactly. Exactly. So, the next S, the next S, the big S, the one with what seems to be the the Man United class of 92 youth system coming through year on year. (laughs) It is Surrey. Finished top of the league last year. Alex Stewart is high-fiving everyone, loving life, Rich. How are they shaping up this year? They're shaping up very well. Michael DiVenuto is the coach. You've got to say his name with a bit of a dodgy Aussie accent there. Um, Rory Burns is captain once more. He was the championship captain. Uh, but obviously, much will depend on whether or not he will be representing England, especially in the business end of the county season when the Ashes is going on. Um, Dean Elgar, gritty Dean Elgar, comes in the South African opener. He's their overseas player. Aaron Finch is back for T20. Um, Liam Plunkett, nice signing. He's coming from Yorkshire. Uh, again, a bit of a swap deal. Matt Pillens has gone to Yorkshire from Surrey. Um, so that's a bit of a wash there. Jordan Clark's coming from Lancashire and obviously uh, Elgar as well. So obviously we cannot say anything else than they were well, well-deserved champions last year. Um, and they have to start as favourites this year. I don't think anyone can look past them. Uh, I think a lot of people are already saying it's done. Sorry, you're going to win the league. Um, we've, Alex Stewart, we've mentioned him, director of cricket. He loves his squad so much, Rob. He awarded 14 of them new contracts ahead of the season and not just wow. the big guns. He knows what this squad is going to be needed. He knows that some of these players are going to be missing going to play international cricket. 
Um, that's going to be the issue. Big, big issue. Obviously, we mentioned Rory Burns could be on Ashes duty. Jason Roy is a shout. We put it in the mm. article. I'm going, to, I'm going to reference it again. Potential openers. Jason Roy is in there. He's been speaking recently about how much he would love to play test cricket. There's every chance he gets that gig at the top of the order, especially because he has the opportunity to go in the shop window, in the World Cup, and score a lot of runs. If he does, he's opening. It's a done deal. Um, Sam and Tom Curran, obviously, at different parts of summer, um, they could both be uh, missing all one at a time. Plunkett, obviously, the World Cup. Ollie Pope, Ollie Pope started the summer well, hasn't he? He's, he was it two Test matches, one Test. I can't remember what it was now, um, but he was in the England setup last year. Ben Folks as well. Now, Ben Folks is a strange one, Rob. Wicketkeeper should never have lost his place. I'm still no. confused by it. Alex Stewart's confused by it. Ben Folks has even come out, and I'd like to think he's saying this a little bit tongue in cheek, as in you know, taking the mick a little bit. But he's saying he will do whatever Ed Smith wants him to do to get in the England squad, even if it means opening the bowling. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I like just that. bizarre yeah I don't know what he did wrong it's so so weird he needs to be back in the England squad for me in England team for me sorry but I won't keep talking about Ben Folks because this is sorry um, so many good players Rob this could be a huge sum of the likes of Aaron Haraniff Stuart Meager Conor McCurr Amar Verdi all these sort of players and that's going to be just the thing with this squad isn't it what will happen if half this squad are on international duty, can they sustain the challenge? I think I think they can, and I'm putting it out there before I start talking through it. I'm going to say Surrey are favourites to go back to back this year. They are they are really really strong. Ollie Pope was fantastic last year, almost a thousand runs, and he started the season in great form. 251 against the MCC down in Dubai, mate. He is going to have an absolute worldie of a year again, and I think he's going to put himself in contention for that solid but failing England middle order that no one seems to be able to break into. So I think he's going to be in and around there. I think Ben Folks is probably going to come back at number three, given his conversations that he's been having. England are looking for a number three. I think you'll find him pushed up that order. Rory Burns is going to score runs. Jason Roy will be wanting to play more red ball cricket, given that the Ashes is coming around and he's being touted for an Ashes spot. They are so strong. And then you throw in Mark Stoneman, you know, Stoneman was 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 good in the Ashes, but he's kind of gone under the radar. He didn't have a great season last year, kind of dropped off, only averaging 33. But he's still a solid, reliable cricketer. And then they're, they've got a whole breadth of youngsters in and around this team. I just mentioned Ollie Pope. You mentioned McCurr, who, you know, five games last year, averaged 21 with the bat, 13 wickets, average 18 with the ball. Exciting, exciting young team, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they've got both ends of the spectrum, haven't they? Ricky Clark's still in there. Mornay Morkel is in there. You know, this team, you can just keep reeling these names off. But on the other, other end, Will Jacks. Will Jacks, he of 25 ball 100, fastest ever 100 in the recent T10. Um, Amar Verdi is another one. We, we got excited about him last year. But we he did. was in the conversation, as far as we was concerned, about where England go for the next spinner. He didn't get there, but <laughs> this is somebody to keep an eye on. And it's brilliant because he looks like Monty Panazar. <laughs> it's uncanny how much he looks like Monty. And I absolutely love it. And I'm really excited by the talent of this guy. Key players, Rob. Uh, Ollie Pope, definitely. Ben, Mark Stoneman could be because they might be missing Rory Burns. Ben Folks, I'd put him as a key player because I think, I think England look past him. And I think that's wrong, but I think England will look past him. And then with the ball, Mornay Morkel. Yeah. And then Sam Tom Curran. It doesn't matter which one. They're both key players for them. Yeah, Mornay Morkel is such a signing for this team last year, mate. When he retired from international cricket, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go and cold pack. 59 wickets at an average of 14 last year throughout the whole season. Just 
he still should be playing Test match cricket. He's still good enough to play Test match cricket in average twenty three, twenty four. So having someone like that, and also having someone like that with Tom Curran and Sam Curran kind of living under the learning tree in county cricket as well is a, is a damn good thing for English cricket. Exactly. Let's not talk too much about South Africans playing in English cricket, especially bowlers that maybe could still be doing a job for the international setup. <laughs> um, um, up and coming players, I don't think we can look past Ollie Pope and Amar Verdi, but there is a stack of them. Um, like you said at the top, Rob, huge chance to repeat. Um, all depends on England selections and how the reserves set up, but uh, I don't think we can look past them at the moment to uh, to claim another title winning season. No, I completely agree, mate. And another one. We're going back-to-back champions here, Rich. Warwickshire mm-hmm. finished top in Division 2 last year, promoted as champions, and I, I quite like them. I quite like them. I like them. You, are you turning into our, our dear friend Christopher Tall now? I might be. I might be going a bit on the wow. Tawley train here, but I, I think they look pretty solid. Breaking news. They are led by ex-Warwickshire and England International Bazaar. I think he was a specialist fielder when he got into the England ODI setup. Jim Troughton. Uh, Paul Farbrace has come on board as director of cricket. He's been obviously with the England setup for a number of years now. Great experience. And talking of great experience, Jeetan Patel remains there as the overseas player and as captain. Uh, Ashton Agar's coming in for the T20, Rob. That's an interesting one. Mm. And Liam Nor- Norwell, or Liam Norwell, however you want to pronounce it, comes across from Gloucestershire, along with his Gloucestershireian buddy, Craig Miles. Big outs, though. Uh, Grant Elliott has retired. Jonathan Trott, obviously, has retired as well. Chris Wright, is, the bowler's moved across to Leicestershire. Josh Poison's gone to Yorkshire. Keith Barker to Hampshire. And then released has been Andy Umid, Sonny Singh, and Boyd Rankin. Big Boyd Rankin. And... Another out, if you want to call it that, is Ian Bell. He's going to be out for two to three months, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, with the injury he sustained whilst uh, whilst away. Was it the Pakistan Super League, wasn't it? Netting, uh, potentially. Um, so that's a lot of outs. Jonathan Trott missing, Ian Bell injured. I'm suddenly looking at a gaping hole in that batting lineup. So they're a bit of a yo-yo county, aren't they? Disappointing in 2017 relegation. They're back this year with a dominant uh, title win. Ashley Giles has moved on, so let's see how the new uh, setup of Troughton and Farbrace uh, kind of take things on. A um, lot of change. Keith Barker, he's been a mainstay, hasn't he? Shot, we've just mentioned. Young blokes, really. It's, it's their summer at, at, uh, at Warwickshire. Um, Will Rhodes, Dominic Sibley at the top of the order. Sam Hain, he's an exciting player. 19-year-old paceman Henry Brooks. Chris Tall cannot talk enough about the talent of Henry Brooks. Ollie Stone, if he can stay fit, if he can get enough sticky tape to make sure he doesn't snap in half again. He's going to be massive as well. But Jeetan Patel, he is the man that keeps it all together. Uh, but it's a young team and a lot is going to be asked of this squad this year. Yeah, they are. It's When I go, I like them. I, I do like them. The batting scares me slightly with the loss of so many players. Ian Bell was... It was the resurgence of Ian Bell last year. Because when England was struggling, Ian Bell all of a sudden became a part of the conversation around the next England middle order player because he scored a thousand runs. Most of them against bottom of the league, but he still scored a thousand county championship division two runs. And you take Trot out there, there's well, there's two thousand runs gone from last year. So it is exciting because it gives opportunity, and more importantly, it gives division one cricket for future England players such as Will Rhodes, who were touted as one of the top six openers in the country, and Sam Hain, who as a white ball cricketer averages about fifty five and is absolute class, needs to do better with the red ball. He only averaged thirty five last year, but Let's throw him up there. Let's put him in Division 1 cricket and, and see if he sinks or swim. Yeah, he's, he was a schooled in the Australian system, wasn't he? And he's uh, 
he's an, he's an improving player when it comes to red ball. He certainly has been more of a white ball player, but he's definitely got an improving game. Um, yeah, Dominic Sibley as well had a big year. Um, Chris Wokes is still there. Tim Ambrose is still there. It still looks like a Warwickshire team. Um, with the ball, though, this is where I'm excited, Rob. Really am. I'm going to join in the excitement from Tory. Yeah. Henry Brooks. This is a, a long, long summer. We are where we are now. He hasn't played much cricket. He got injured, I think, last year as well, so we missed a little bit. But he could well put himself, position himself in a place where, who knows, Ashes is coming along. Injuries, form. It's a long time before we get to the Ashes, isn't it? Who knows what's going to happen? But he, if he plays well, start the summer and keeps it going, stays fit, he could get himself somewhere near that squad. Um, also, I just love the fact that Warwick have Ryan Sidebottom. No, not him. The other <laughs> Ryan Sidebottom. The other Ryan Sidebottom. Uh, you, you spoke about the importance of Jeetan Patel, mate. The guy's the guy will be thirty nine years old in the, in the next month, but he's still going strong. He made his debut all the way back in nineteen ninety nine for Wellington against Otago. He's just finished the first class season down in New Zealand, mate. He's still playing twelve months a year. He's, he's unreal talent, isn't he? He's just just never seems to end for him. He's great in all formats. It's not like he has a break when the white ball comes around or anything like that. He's going to play more cricket than anybody else in the, in, the, in, in England this summer. And he's, he's also in danger. And it won't be this year, Rich, but he is in danger, if he plays till the age of 40, of being one of the few men in the modern game to actually go and break 1,000 first-class wickets. He's on 828 at the moment. I don't know how, long, how, many, how much more miles there are in the legs or spin in the shoulder. But that's, to me, I look at that and he goes, if he plays this year and next year, he's going to break that 1,000 wicket mark. He's got a chance. He's got a chance. And if he has a big year, then I reckon, you know, with one or two of the batsmen, there's a chance that they stay up, isn't it? With one coming down, it's a good year to, to uh, be in Division 1, isn't it? It really is. So you don't have to worry about it too much. Um, other key players we spoke about, haven't we? Ball, Holly Stone, Henry Brooks, Sam Hayne with the bat. It's just, I don't know. Again, this is one of those teams, isn't it, where you just can't quite get a handle on what they are. They're exciting. You start listing off some of these young players, it's an exciting-looking team. You then look at some of the gaps that potentially some of the uh, players that have left and the injured player, whatever, Ian Bell, have, uh, you know, the gaps that they've left. Where do they go? Where do you look at this team? I think staying up is going to be the first and major aim for this team. Yeah. I think they could be in a battle with Kent to be that one team that gets relegated. But on paper, there is some exceptional players and there's some really, really exciting young talent. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, mate. If it was a football league table, you'd be looking at them saying you need to try and get to 40 points as soon as possible. They, they are in danger just because of the turnover of players. And it is quite unfortunate that Ian Bell's out injured. You put a bell in that middle order, all of a sudden you start to feel a little bit more confident. But it is putting a lot on the younger players. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to be in and around that relegation zone, but with some moments of absolute brilliance thrown into the mixer. That sounds about right to me, buddy. Absolutely spot on. So, so the ones to watch, just to make sure it's clear, Will Rhodes with the bat in my book and Henry Brooks with the ball. That seems fair to me. So the, the final team, the final piece of the puzzle, and one of the most interesting signings English cricket has seen in many a year, let's go north, for the north, and let's go to Yorkshire. Oh dear, they'll, they'll be getting all grumpy the fact that we've done them last, won't they? They will, they will. It's just where you are in the alphabet, get over it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, fourth in Division One last year. Andrew Gale, the old, uh, old kind of batsman at the helm. Martin Moxon, a very old. Um, sorry, very old. That sounds harsh. I just mean that he was uh, played quite a few years ago. That's very old. 
cricketer for Yorkshire. Captain Steve Patterson. Overseas players, well, uh, not really, sort of. Do they have an overseas player this year? Um, that could be argued. So Josh Poison comes in for Warriors. Matt Pillins from Surrey. Will Frame from Knotts. And Dwayne at Lithier. He comes in from South Africa. He's a coal pack. Uh... <laughs> what you're getting in him, though, mate, is you're getting, you're getting a potential world-class player. I'm not going to say he's world-class yet, but he's had a hell of a start to test cricket. 10 tests, averages about, was it 21 with the ball? He's, yeah, he's looking pretty sharp, isn't he? So, unbelievable signing there. Out, as we've mentioned, Jack Brooks has gone to Somerset. Andrew Hodd retired. Liam Plunkett's across to Surrey. And uh, Alex Lees to Durham. A really talented player, Alex Lees. Before We'll speak about him in the next pod uh, when we look at Division 2. But he, a few years ago, was a player I just watched once and just went, wow, this guy's got it. Mm. Um, and just lastly, rounding out, Azim Rafiq is also released. Little interesting note, and I think it's a T20 game one year at Knotts. I just remember going to the loo at change of innings, and he was just round the back having a fag. Um, Who's so, that? Uh, Azim, Azim Rafiq. Oh, new, new favourite player. <laughs> <laughs> Proper club cricket. So two successive four-place finishes, Rob. They're a bit like Hampshire. Um, not bad, obviously, but when the Yorkshire faithful, you know, when they're involved with two fourth-place finishes, that's not enough, is it? They won't be satisfied with that. Um, the keys, obviously, to the year will be the experienced run-getters, Gary Balance, Adam Live, whilst the youngster Hen- Harry Brook, not to be mixed up with Henry Brooks of Warwickshire, but Harry Brook, the batsman, looks an absolute class act, and I think we're going to be very, very soon be talking about him as an England hopeful. Think Joe Clark, think Joe Root even. That's the sort of uh, sort of buzz we're going to be getting with this lad soon. Um, could they, you know, uh, Joe, Joe Root, Johnny Bairstow, um, how much cricket are they going to see? Joe Root's going to be starting the summer, isn't he? We spoke about Stuart Broad starting the summer with Knotts. Joe Root starting very soon, Rob. This Friday, Yorkshire against Knotts. Root versus Broad. How much cricket do those boys play will be huge to see um, what could be a really tight Division 1. It could make all the difference if they can get those guys involved a little bit. With the ball, we've already mentioned Steve Patterson. He just seems to take wickets. You look at him and he doesn't, he doesn't look remarkable, but he moves it nicely. And he's a decent, consistent player. Dwayne Olivier, he's going to fire them. He's the strike bowler. Um, and Matt Pillins as well, not to be underrated, a good, good player there. Um, he was someone I was looking at doing a bit of a 360 on last year, and I might still do at some point if um, if he starts the season pretty well, because he's got a very interesting backstory. Youngsters, Ben Code, Matt Fisher, there's a lot of talent in this squad, Rob, but can they put a, put enough together to uh, to have a run at the championship? Uh, I'm, I'm putting them up there, mate. I think they're one of the stronger teams, especially when they get all the England players involved. So if you've got a Johnny Bairstow playing in the same team as a Gary Balance, a Cola Cadmore, a Joe Root, all of a sudden you start going, holy moly, that top six is pretty special. And Adam Live, ex-England player, got an England century to his name. So batting-wise, they're strong. You take out Bairstow, you take out Root. It just gives opportunities for younger players coming through, which I like. But Gary Balance is the the key to this team, really, in, in that top six. Year on year, consistently in county cricket, he goes out there and score runs. Doesn't matter, he plays everything deep in the crease and got exposed. It's test cricket, minor detail county cricket, he can get away with it and still average 40 and score a 1,000 runs and, and, and do pretty well for himself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good squad, isn't it? Overall, though, I'm just looking through it again. Johnny Tattershall, he steps in when the wicketkeeper Bairstow goes out. Um, Adil Rashid's still in the squad. David Willey's still in the squad. You know, obviously, they'll be out and playing for England at times. Tim Bresnan's still there. It's a really good-looking squad, Rob. And um, I, I don't know, I just feel that like they're still in a bit of a rebuild. 
Yeah. Um, just from from the team that won the championship a few years ago. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's a bit of a middling year. But and again, they're another one of them teams where if it starts going wrong, they could quite easily be dragged into a fight at the wrong end. But they could quite easily, if things go well, and with the likes of Dwayne Olivier, Ben Code, and others with a the ball, um, they really could put a mounted challenge as well. Yeah, that's that. That's it. The bowling attack. You put Code and Olivier in that bowling attack with a, a Tim Bresnan as the first James and a Patterson in there. I don't think you're quite as good as the Essex quartet, but you're not far off. You've probably got the second best, third best. You're right up there. You, you, you've got a very good bowling attack. Let's just call it this very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too right. They're and, good. And it is, we, we can't stress it enough. Harry Brook, keep an eye out for this guy. Yeah. yeah, Harry Brook. You know one thing I like about Harry Brook, Rich? He was born in Keithley and my dad supported Keithley Cougars Rugby League team. I, I'm a big fan of links like that. <laughs> Huge fan. Love it, um, love it. But lots of potential for that young lad. My ad take for Yorkshire this year is they are going to be one of the top four or five teams in the league. I don't think they've quite got the quality of depth coming through after the England boys to win the league. But I think they're going to have a great, great start to the season. So that's every team broken down, Rich. Week one starts this Friday in England. Very, very exciting. Who have we got playing who week one? Hampshire are hosting Essex, uh, Knotts are hosting Yorkshire, and Somerset play Kent in the County Division 1, Rob. It just roll on, isn't it? It's just fantastic. Warwickshire don't get started until next week. Uh, neither do um, who else was Surrey as well. They're hosting Essex next week. So a couple of teams don't get started straight away, but... It's here, Rob. It's here. It's Friday. It's it's cricket season, and I'm nowhere near playing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes it's the best start- way to go, mate. No, it's starting to sink in now. But uh, never mind. Never mind. We we we're going to look ahead. We're going to look ahead to this county season. Hopefully, we we'll get down to Trent Bridge for a little bit. Hopefully, you'll be over at some point in the summer, Rob. We'll both be able to get down to Trent Bridge for uh, for a little nosy around. Yeah, that that would be quite nice, Rich. So I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You don't know we're doing this. I love, I love doing this. Alex. I love doing this. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the fixture of the games that are coming up this week, and you're going to tell me who's going to win. Oh, damn on the spot. Here we go. So game number one, Hampshire versus Essex. Essex, 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. <laughs> two, one. <laughs> Alistair Cook oh, no, with a 90th easy. minute goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not- yeah. Essex. Not- Essex. Nottinghamshire, Yorkshire. Not. Oh, it's well, got to be. Inside three days. No, it's got to be. It would be a hell of a game. Brilliant game to start the year, but not definitely. Yorkshire, uh, sorry, Somerset versus Kent. Somerset. I think home advantage for that one. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to be far off, mate. The only... No, in fact, I'm going to... The only one I think that could be, have some contention is Kent Somerset and Darren Stevens on a wet English April wicket, I, th- I think, could take 15 wickets. He's that good. Wet dog. Wet dog. Get on there. So He could do... I don't know. Who knows, Rob? But roll on the summer. That's all I say. Roll on the summer. It's pretty much here, boys. So make sure if you listen to this on YouTube or anywhere like that, make sure you comment below and let us know who you think is going to win this county championship Division 1 season. You're all from different counties, and if there's any particular players that we need to be looking out for, we want to hear from you. And while you're here, boys, make sure you go check out www.leadingedgecricket.com, our brand new cricket website. Riders from all around the world writing about the thing that we all know and love, cricket. Rich, anything else from yourself today? 
No, not really. I'm glad we've got through all that. Hopefully, everybody's learned a little bit of something. We've learned a lot looking into all of this. And just uh, just, just queue up Division 2, because that's coming next. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google, YouTube. If you subscribe, you will have another podcast coming out in the next day with the County Championship Division 2 preview, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thick Rich, thank you so much for your time. Till next time. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.